All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by my good friend Kevin Ducey. What's up, Kev? Happy New Year. What's up, my man? Happy New Year to you as well. Glad to be back. Sorry for the folks that we, we took some time off. I know we were getting yelled at by our boy uh, Dave Warren, so here we are. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting yelled at by our boy Dave Warren. Uh, yeah, good good guy. I love Dave. Um, yeah, awesome dude. Um, so... You know, lots been going on. Um, a lot of you know, stuff's been going on. A lot, and so this is a, as I named it, ReliaQuest Bull Special. Um, but you know, not just that. But how about the uh, Illini women and Shauna Green? By the way, I am. I'm saying right now, she has to be the leading candidate for National Woman's Coach of the Year. Um, it was funny they were talking about it on the broadcast today. I actually watched the game, and I, I don't really tune into women's basketball much. And, and it was a fun watch. They got a lot of players. They play well together, a really cohesive unit. But uh, the broadcaster was saying, this is Illinois' best start in – like he's thumbing through his notes. He's like, a long time. I mean, it's the best start I think I can remember in their history. Sounds like 23 years, 2000, I think, maybe. 2000, like yeah, they were last ranked in November of 2000. So it's uh, – yeah. It's it's been what was that twenty two seasons since they've been yeah. ranked, you know uh, it's that's impressive man it's uh and they'll be ranked tomorrow when the polls come out I think uh, oh my goodness how do you how could you not I mean you know you just beat a top fifteen team Iowa who's gonna compete for the Big Ten and they have the one of the best players in the country and Caitlin Clark who Ooh, looks like cold, cold man Ooh, he's, he's cold nasty. he's <laughs> cold but you know what. You know what I've discovered and I've enjoyed watching this team is is Genesis Bryant and uh, a cook. They're both heaters themselves. Oh, don't yeah. let don't let I, that's why Illinois won. They had multiple people who could flame from deep and who could get it done around the basket and they just work together. They rebound gang rebound because they don't have as much height down low who you know, you saw Iowa really get an advantage sometimes when they throw it in the post. But uh, shout out to Miss Bostic who held her own down there. I didn't. I don't think she missed a shot, by the way, Kev. Yeah, the only shot she missed was she was fouled, so obviously that doesn't count. Um, yeah, she was really solid today. She led the Big Ten in rebounding a year ago. Um, it was interesting. She got a little bit of foul trouble in the first half, and then her backup came in a six-six. Uh, center. He's actually uh, a little bit bigger than her. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she got in foul trouble pretty quick then as well. Uh, so we brought in Lopez, um, grad student from I think she's from Brazil, and man, her I think her energy was just incredible in the second half. And the defense that she played on Iowa's big I, I forget her name. That girl's really good. They, they got two potential first team All Conference picks and and, and All Americans in their big and 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 uh, Caitlin Clark. Everybody talks about, but those they're really a two headed monster. And just like you said, Illinois proved it with, a, with being an overall team effort. Uh, they got a lot of athleticism. They drive. They drive. They share the ball well. And like you said, they got a couple people in Cook and Genesis Bryant who can go on some little heaters. And then uh, uh, Mackenzie Daly. Mackenzie just attacks the bucket. She she wears twenty four. She reminds me of Ravante Rice. The way she plays yeah. is, is kind of relentless. Um, that's all being said is like they're a really fun watch. Uh, they're a really good team. They play with a lot of pace. Uh, that Shauna Green believes in the six seconds or less uh, offense if you can get it done. Uh, it's it'd be I'd really encourage a lot of folks if you can get your get your butt over to uh, State Farm Center and go watch these girls. I got uh, Northwestern in town on 
Wednesday night, and then in a couple of weeks got Indiana coming to the house. Some, re- so. some revenge from Indiana. They had that yeah. game, and they let the lead slip away in the final two minutes of that one. Otherwise, you're talking about a 14-1 and Illinois team who's beaten two top 15 teams, and I don't think there'd be any question from anybody then. But yeah, the, uh, Delaware, the Delaware game still makes you go like, what? Yeah. How in the world did they lose that but, game? But, but you, know, you know, I think it's for any team. That was their first, second or third game together as a mm-hmm. group. You know, and you got to get some sort of cohesion to find out who you are, find your rotations, and that doesn't surprise me. That's not going to stop them from anything. So, uh, no, no coach is doing a better job with their team right now in college women's college basketball. So, um, hey, who would have thought we'd ever lead off a show with this? Right? We got a, we got a January second bowl game tomorrow. Um, we've got a basketball team and a little bit of turmoil here, but still a very good basketball team. We've got our defensive coordinators hired away yep. and promoted and all this. And we lead the show off with, now granted it's recency bias, but we lead the show off with Illinois women's basketball, which I frankly, I didn't never thought we'd talk about on this show, um, but they deserve it. They've earned, yep. they're earning it. They're earning One, it. 110% and they deserve it. And that's yep. why we talked about them. And you know what? Shauna Green's like some of our posts and she's, I, and I tag her in things and I want her to know that what she's doing with the program is seen and it matters. So I salute and we appreciate you. And uh, I'm glad nearly 5,000 people showed up today at the State Farm Center. And that's only going to grow. That's a a great crowd for a women's basketball game. I mean, there's been times that numbers had uh, been 500, right? And so um, I love what they did earlier this year when they brought all the students out, when they brought the kids out, when Mm -hmm. the students were on break for Thanksgiving, they put like 8,000 in the building and they were loud. Yeah, yeah. $5 $5 tickets, best cheap entertainment you can get in Champaign-Urbana. Take your kids, take your family, um, and uh, try not to watch the officiating. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, with that said, we're going to push on through to Illinois and uh, the football team down in Tampa. They've been there since last Monday. So, there was a lot that, you know, it wasn't like they just went to Tampa and just Brett Bielema just had to focus on preparing the team for the game. He also had to – make a, a coaching hire. Yeah. Uh, and he did that um, in a big way by joining um, a former player of his and yeah. Aaron Henry, a fellow brother, a fellow first team, uh, all big 10 uh, selection in his own, or actually two seasons. Um, yeah. He had it two seasons because it, I believe Aaron Henry only had one year, 2011 and he had two years so Antonio, Antonio yeah, Antonio Finellis, it was 2010, 2011, first team all Big Ten. In 2010, it was all, only the media selection, but he was uh, unanimous the same year Aaron Henry was in 2011. So Mr. Finellis brings defensive coordinator experience along with his defensive back experience. He was a, uh, a defensive back analyst at LSU before Il, uh, Brett Bielema hired him. Uh, the defensive coordinator at East Central, which is a highly competitive Division II team uh, down here in the Oklahoma, Texas area. As a matter of fact, I had a chance to talk uh, uh, through a friend of mine who knows their AD fairly well, knows uh, Antonio, and says, you know, we're going to – they're down in, uh, down in Ada, Oklahoma, which is uh, just not too far from Ardmore, where Cal Swanson's from. And just the guys just spoke ravingly about Antonio. And, you know, if you go look in some history on – and Antonio, he was, you know, yes, he was an all Big Ten, but he was also a three time academic all Big Ten. Uh, got his bachelor's degree in uh, nonprofit leadership and then earned a master's degree in educational leadership and policy analyst. 
an analysis. He is a smart guy. He is a young, energetic, outgoing guy with some with some chops of coaching in college football. And obviously, he spent some time with Brian Kelly, who I know a lot of people might not like Brian Kelly, but the guy wins wherever he goes. LSU had a better season than most people anticipated this year. Uh, I think we are getting a, a gym there in the defensive backs coaching uh, field. And he joins, you know, my guy, Aaron Henry, uh, to take over the DBs there. So, so you know, this is a coaching hire where you can you can promote a guy to that level who maybe hasn't had that experience at the Power 5 level because um, it's the same way with, 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 with Henry when he led the DBs is that you had Walters who was a DBs guy. So there, there's, there's some continuity there. I do expect us to kind of find maybe a guy with a little bit more experience um, for the linebacker coach uh, position to replace Kevin Kane. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, he's going the pro route. Sounds like there's some. I I would I would be shocked, Kevin, if it's not one person from the Giants staff. There's somebody yep. on there because yep. um, the Giants just made the playoffs, so they're going to be playing at least two more weeks. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's between the 15th and the 22nd or something like that, that he makes a hire for the, for the giants. Um, hey, JJ Watt just became available. I'm kidding. I know. It's yes. Not <laughs> oh my goodness, man. For a second, I almost got reeled into that. Cause everybody's like, Oh, they're going to hire JJ Watt. Uh, they could hire JJ Watt down the road, but think about this. The man just had a newborn baby. I believe his wife or fiance is a soft professional soccer player. You know, it's like, I think he probably wants to enjoy maybe watching her career. And I think he probably wants to enjoy being with his newborn, you know. So I wouldn't assume he just wants to hit the recruiting trail right away and leave his his, his family. So that doesn't probably mean be able to watch his brothers play a season, maybe. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it for a couple of seasons. That doesn't mean before by the time he's forty, he's not ready to to get into it, you know, because his competitive juices and spirits are always going to be there. So, um, so you add Finellis, who by the way just is a great person. He loves teaching and developing young people. I looked up his LinkedIn, by the way, uh, and it, and it showed, you know, he actually updates it. It's not just the football side. He yeah. updated, he taught, he was a mentor at a high school where he helped younger people who were having troubles in their lives. He helped try to help motivate them and encourage them. So that's the kind of guy that Illinois has got who not only knows the X's and O's of the game, but he is a developer of men. So that's and important. Got, and, and he's got recruiting connections now. If you look at it, he's got recruiting connections. He's from Florida. It's from Boca Raton, Florida. Hotbed of talent there just south of Palm Beach, stuck in between Palm Beach and Miami. And then he was, like I said, he was at East Central, which is in Ada, Oklahoma, which is at southern Oklahoma, which sits pretty close to the Texas border. And I know people are like, well, you're not recruiting the same kind of kids to East Central College as you would be to Illinois. No, you're not, but you're recruiting from the same programs with the same high school coaches. So he's got to have, he's going to have an in there already with high school coaches and how he represented himself there that I think will bode really well for Illinois, um, along with Barry Lunny to continue like an Oklahoma, Texas pipeline. And don't roll your eyes when you go look at the amount of D1 talent that comes out of a state like Oklahoma, which I'm, you know, I'm partial to because I live here with only three and a half to four million people. They produce a ton of Division One talent uh, out of the state, and there 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 are kids that can be had um, that get overlooked by Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State that are, that can play ball. So, and then he was a grad assistant with Paul Chris and Jim Leonard and the, and the bunch there at uh, at Wisconsin before he went to East 
central. Um, so he, again, loved the hire. Uh, I know that people are like, it's just a buddy system. It's more than a buddy system. It's a trust system. It's a genuine family. The third guy he has on the staff that's a former player that uh, I think we're going to have success in. So, And a huge congrats, for, of course, for Aaron Henry getting the defensive coordinator position. I don't think anyone was more deserving, and we're super excited for Aaron. Um, I think he's going to do a great job. So I'm super and, – and, and let's be honest, what better way to show off your chops than in a bowl game – against Mississippi State, who's going to be hungry, who's got an explosive offense, who's, uh, you know, Will Rogers is their starting quarterback, who's had a lot of success there. Um, they have a, a very uh, a very more than above adequate, above average receiving core. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say close to the Purdue level type of guys. But they're going to be missing a guy. Yeah, they're missing the bis- biggest guy. Robert yeah, Thomas, yeah. Yep, and they're missing their best running back, I believe, as well. Uh, he. He's accounted for the second most yards, but he had the highest uh, yards per carry, I believe. Yeah. So, again, that's – Dylan Thomas? Something like yeah. That. <clears throat> yes. He, <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, moving Dylan on. Johnson. Dylan yeah. Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. Um, now, moving on with from uh, Aaron Henry and Finellis, um, the team this week – uh, obviously got to do some some fun things and different things, but they're down to business. You know, I've talked to some people, you know, some parents of the team, and I'm like, you know, going down there, uh, Mississippi State's going to have a chip, obviously, a, a huge mission for them. I know they want to finish it off right for Coach Leach, but people are going to be doubting these guys and thinking, well, Chase Brown's out, Sidney Brown's out, Weatherspoon's out. You know, what do they really have? What do they and and I know that the mood from this team is that they want to go show people that they're not just Chase Brown. You know, they're not just Spoon and Sydney on defense. You know, Quan Martin's still there, J- Newton is still there, Randolph is still there. They still have a really adequate, you know, Tariq Barnes and Hart and Dark Angelo and Seth Coleman. There's some guys that are still super hungry and uh, a lot of people, I think everybody from the 247 Illini media picked Mississippi State to win. Um, I know most national media are picking Mississippi State to win. I think it's it might, it might be, fooling, be foolish to just jump on Mississippi State here because Illinois has three key players sitting out. You know, Mississippi State has their own uh, people sitting out. Kev, what's your take on that, the sitting out to, you know, make meaning that you should be either a favorite or – a uh, you know a dog in the game. Yeah, it's it's a t- it's a tough situation here. So you know, normally when I look at like bowls and, and picking picking games and bowl games, you normally look at teams that have more on the line, right? That that are valuing it more, that want to be there more. And I normally go with those teams as the teams I, I want to pick uh, in a game. And it's a uh, you know I picked Tennessee over Clemson uh, and w- with some of my buds and. They were like, how in the world are you picking that? Tennessee's got their guys. Of ten, I mean, Clemson's got their guys playing. Tennessee's guys are opting out. And my thought process was there. If you, it, it's kind of like this. If you tell guys in August what bowl game you're going to be playing in, which team is more excited about that bowl game? And going into this game, if you would have said that simply as is right there, which team is more excited to be playing in January 2nd bowl game, formerly the Outback, now the Quest Bowl, 
I think you would get a bigger response from the Illinois side of things. Mississippi State's been a competent program. They've had some ups and downs. I think they'd be excited to be there, but I don't think it would be as nearly the reaction you would get from a team like Illinois. That being said, when you tragically lose a guy like Michael Leach in the process, that changes things, that changes the dynamic. But Illinois has got some dynamics to change there as well. You know, their defensive coordinator left them. He walked out on them. Uh, their linebackers coach left them, walked out on them. Uh, and I think that's going to sting those guys a little bit. And I think, like you said, I think, the, you know, the, the guys who got the most national attention on this team, Devin Witherspoon and Chase Brown. And listen, I am of the full mindset, guys, go make your money. Like, I, they have nothing left to prove for the University of Illinois. Illinois would be better served if Devin Witherspoon is a top 15 pick and can go run a sub 4-5-40 at the combine than they would for the long-term health of the program than they would winning the Relier Quest Bowl. That's what all you need to know is that fans, if you're upset about it, that's more important because that's going to long-term change the recruiting dynamic for Illinois. Same with Chase Brown. If he were to go out there and get banged up again, he's he's still banged up, guys. Like it, it's it, it's he's left his body on the line for Illinois. He could have been selfish from a, a set the record standpoint, but I think we saw in the Northwestern game, Reggie Love had a little bit more pop, a little bit more explosiveness. I'm totally cool with all those guys taking their opportunity and saying we we we've left it out there for Illinois. We want to get drafted high. We don't want to risk uh, being hurt in a bowl game. That's fine. Um, but I think you got like you said. I think there's some guys as well that are saying. They're going to take it personally, right? I think Matt Bailey is going to take it personally. Like, this is his opportunity to shine and step up and play. Uh, Quan Martin's going to take this opportunity to play a corner, right? I mean, we've already we've already put Quan at corner roles. This can boost some of his stock a little bit, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Is he a safety? Is he a corner? Is he a nickel guy? Um, he's, he's going to have an opportunity to do that. Um, and let me and Newton and Randolph. Let me tell you. Oh, Johnny's pissed about where he's being ranked. Yeah, and you've seen, probably seen my tweets at him. He's he has let that get to him the last month. Where I've seen him mention charts where people put him like between eight and ten nationally on defensive tackles. And right. I told him those J, the GMs are not looking at what PFF posts. I said it's what you're going to do between those white lines. And if you have a big game Monday. He's been – I know for a fact he's been told he's a fifth to sixth round pick right now. Yeah. If he has a big game, he's been told that can boost you up, you know. And I will say I understand why those guys from, from the program did that. But you you see you hear what Brian Kelly and even Nick Saban are saying. Like what the heck do you think that did for Bryce Young's stock that looked that good against Kansas State? Do I you know think as a Bears fan it looked real good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and, and look what C.J. Stroud just did to his stock. Yep, you know, what I mean? look what and look. So uh, there's a couple other examples I could throw out there too. guys who could have sat out that didn't that boosted your stock. I think Brian Kelly made a comment. He said, there's nothing that you're going to improve while you go try to improve a 40 time on the sideline that you can't do in a big game, showing that you can stop an elite receiver or put up 350 yards and three touchdowns. That's what's going to boost you another round. It's not well, let me go sit out and see if I can upgrade my 40 time for pro day, right. which I do agree to that. But when you know you've put your body on the line like Chase Brown and you know you're a fourth, fifth round pick and who knows how much more you're going to get, he does have a senior bowl to go be healthy for, which I know he's going to play in. Yeah. Uh, and Devin, same with Devin Witherspoon. I get Spoon's like a first round pick and I, I probably would set out too, I'm going to be honest with you. 
And yeah. well, listen, I think I think there's been some fans that ask, like, how can you go play in the pro? How can you go play in the, in the senior bowl, but not the bowl game? It's understand this is that there are specific things in the senior bowl, specific rules and things of that nature that are lead, lead to player safety. It's not quite the bowl game, but the senior bowl is more about the practices and the workouts leading up to the game. And they're going to be watching. Yep. And the scouts than the actual game. And that's where those guys are really going to want to go shine and show what they can do. So. I think you'll. I think you'll. I think you've got some points here in that. I think you'll see uh, guys who feel like they've been snubbed um, try and, and step up uh, and, and show themselves. And then I think you've also got an opportunity for young guys who want to show that they can play and they can get on the field next year. You know, the Tyler Strains of the world, uh, Xavier Scotts of the world. Like we're going to have these guys that want to get in here and chance to play. And also, you know, you got some freshmen who probably haven't played much this year. Uh, who I guess now the bowl game doesn't count towards the four the, the eligibility. Yeah, um, for this year it sounds like just the bowl game. So you have guys. I think Jared Beatty's one of them mm-hmm. who can play this bowl game and it does not affect him. Is he a Florida kid? No, Jared Beatty's uh, from Oswego. He's from my bad, my bad. Sub, the suburb of Chicago. He got banged but, up early in the year, but he was he was a guy who was coming in with a little bit more pub than than Akis. Yeah. So um, and with all those things said. I feel a lot better that – and I want this to know, too, because the numbers for Illinois, it's like, how can they take this person, blah, blah, blah. They say they're full. I just want this to be clear because it's for sure for any team. Illinois is going to have a couple guys enter the portal after this game. Yeah. They're not done yet. There's a couple guys that are going to enter the portal. There may be a Jershon Newton who leaves because he's going to go pro, and he hasn't decided that yet. So there's at least going to be, I would say, three to five guys who are going to play in this bowl game or be on the, the sideline will not be on the team. So there's going to be room for them to make additions. You know, Luke Altmeyer came. We, we haven't really talked about that yet. That's, you know, whew, we were talking about, you know, the the uh, the quarterback situation because DeVito didn't get his waiver. Um, and I made sure to give Tommy DeVito his love on Twitter and just let that man know how much we appreciate him coming this year because without Tommy DeVito, they're not eight and four. Nope. Okay. Not eight and four. So uh, he was a steadying influence, a calming presence to, you know, it's the best way to say this. He was more than a game manager, but he didn't hurt Illinois. He only, he did your, if your quarterback's not going to hurt you, he's never going to hurt you, you know, and he's only going to add things to your team. That is a winner, you know, and yeah. Leadership uh, ability on the field, uh, skills like i mean all the things that he provided you know i mean he he had a wonderful year uh for us i mean extremely accurate didn't turn the ball over he was the perfect quarterback for the system and that you know he completed 70 percent of his passes for 15 touchdowns and four interceptions and then you know he had five touchdowns i mean he was second on the team rushing touchdown so he counted for 20 touchdowns and touchdowns that you couldn't ask for more of that guy uh, especially when like he was kind of known as a gunslinger coming in it was a little bit worried yeah. about like He's gonna be chucking all over the place, but he, and we, and we, we, he could have had twenty passing touchdowns. Oh, easily. You know, like let tip Ryman. You know, uh, we'll keep going. We could keep going, but uh, I, I like the additions of the team so far. I love them, and I've been told you know there's possible there's gonna be at least another transfer coming before before spring. So Illinois offered, uh, you know, the, the big the big lineman Marcellus from Eastern Michigan who. From normal community, who played on state championship teams, who was the fourth graded offensive tackle in the MAC. 
he's right. just he's got offers from Auburn now. Old Deion Sanders Prime jumped in. You know, uh, Oklahoma State's offered uh, a bunch of Wisconsin offered him. I would say probably Illinois is the favorite to land him if I had to to guess. Okay, if I had an educated guess, yeah, I would say he, Illinois is probably the favorite to land him. And to me, it's Illinois was full for their offensive line recruiting. And then this kid gets open in the portal, and all of a sudden, Illinois offered him. That should tell you everything you need to know. If you're full with your offensive linemen and someone and this talent comes available and you automatically offer them, that goes to show you that that kid's a valuable piece to their offensive line. 100%. So. 100%. And, you know, Coach Bielema and the stat, I mean, he, he continues to show. I've said it time and time again, CEO of the program. He is going to make moves and adjustments and things that are necessary for this program to stay successful. And that's one of them. I mean, and that's that's he's you know, we, we missed out on Xavier uh, Miller. He went end up going to Auburn. That's OK. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Black's the stock. I mean, you miss on some guys, but you you can you can reboot and re- reload the same way. I mean, it's the same way the Illinois fans were flipping out about Hudson Card. And then we get Luke Altmaier, and, and Altmaier was a higher-ranked prospect, I believe. Yeah. I know also, I know Altmaier was a top 300 prospect, which is a very – I mean, that's a, that's a high-rated kid. Uh, he can run. He can throw. I'm very excited about what – I think this team has an opportunity to go and do and, and have another eight-win season next year. Um, the offensive line is, should be intact. It should be pretty good. We've got lots of pieces to replace on defense. But I'm confident with the staff they can do that. And I think you could even have a more explosive offense next year. Speaking of offense, a guy we haven't mentioned who will have a big role in this game is Zero is back. The Beast is back. Oh, my goodness, yes. 100% 100 in practices, looked good, looked healthy. I think you're going to see him featured a little bit. And I wonder if Alabama has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, the fact that an SEC school like Mississippi State didn't want him. Oh, you know what? That is – that is a great point. This uh, big t- Mississippi kid who Illinois, you know, came in there and got because of the connection with uh, with uh, Brett Bielema and Jed Kennedy, who is Brett, uh, big Josh McRae's high school coach, one of his coaches. And Jed Kennedy, funny enough, was the high school football coach at Decatur MacArthur when I was in high school. So <laughs> I actually messaged him and said, Jed. I was, he's like, Ryan, I'm like, what's up? I said, I said, so I cover Illinois recruiting. Illinois offered one of your kids. What do you know? <laughs> and he, then he told me the whole story of how he was up in Wisconsin and he was actually coaching Melvin Gordon then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Jed Kennedy from Decatur MacArthur went moved his family up to Wisconsin and just happened to start coaching this freshman named Melvin Gordon. Then all of a sudden, Melvin Gordon, by the time he was a senior, was a top 200, 300 running back in the country. So those connections from Brett Bielema at time in Wisconsin translate now, and that's why you build those connections, and that's why Brett Bielema can be successful because he treats people right. He doesn't burn bridges. So McRae, I think, is going to be a huge addition to the game tomorrow. Also, it sounds like we're going to see, you know, Reggie Love, Chase Hayden. And it sounds like maybe even Aiden Lawfrey, possibly. He's healthy. He's healthy. And I've been told. Yeah, and Jordan Anderson. I'd love to see Jordan Anderson, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but one of my last things before we make our picks, we're going to make our picks for the game tomorrow, um, is that. I won't spoil who and how, but Illinois has been working on some fun, 
fun special formations that you guys are going to see and that you're going to have open your eyes a little you know you're going to be like did are they have to call a timeout did i got the wrong unit out there you know you're like is that the right is that the right uh formation yes yes that's that's right you're not going to be the right numbers yeah you got the right numbers yeah they might add about a hundred pounds of beef on them. They're the right numbers, um, but uh, so that'll be fun to watch. And it sounds like it could be come. It could hit you anywhere. It might not just be on the goal line. So excited for that. Um, now, Kev, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, what do you think tomorrow by two p.m. Central Time? Uh, Illinois, you know, will they be holding up that ReliQuest Bowl trophy and take that momentum into spring? and take that nine-win season, first one in 15 years, and run with that? Where, where, where do you see? My, my my head says Mississippi State because, like I said, I think that with, with Coach Leach passing, they've got a little bit more to play for. My heart says Illinois. Screw my head. Go on my heart. 21-17. <laughs> very good. Very good. I was about to say, man, I'm about to cut him off. Anyway, uh, okay, but I would say this too. Um if I hadn't talked to the, to the guys, some of the guys, some of the parents, um, just to see where the, some of the heads were and, oh, we're in Florida, let's have a good time. Who cares if we win? You already know the staff's not going to think that way. But I think there's a lot of guys on this team that have NFL futures that they're going to show out tomorrow because they're trying to progress that stock. And that really wasn't always the case at Illinois. Like there was times Illinois would make that bowl game, those six and six teams that you were like, they're just going to be there. They're not guys that are like, man, if I have a big game, I'm going to push my stock into the fourth round. You know, they were guys that were like, hey, we haven't made a bowl game in five years. We're just happy to be here. That's not tomorrow. So I got Illinois. I think Tommy DeVito is going to have an awesome cap of his career because you know he's going to want to finish off his college career the right way. So I got Illinois 27-24. What was your score, by the way? 21-17. Okay, I got Illinois 27, 24, um, and it might does, even be less, but 27, 24, Illinois. Does uh, with the rumors circulating and with uh, him leaving the door open, does Illinois try to feature one a little bit more tomorrow than they would have? Yeah, that's true. There, there's rumors been, about Isaiah Williams possibly going to Purdue, and he didn't, been, close the door. He, he didn't close the door on it when he was asked about it. But he keeps – saying he's happy to be didn't I thought in one interview he said he's stay, he's staying in Champaign or he's happy to be in Champaign didn't he say that like I'm just happy for coach Patterson I thought he said that you know I'm here to stay or something like that so he may have and I'm gonna tell you something real quick guys like I, I know this guy personally I, I, I reference it I'm so happy for him Aaron Henry is going to have that defense fired the up Dude, those you can, hey, you can cuss on here. There's no, no one's, no one's, no one's altering this, Kev. <laughs> right, they are going to have those dudes hype. Well, dude, I found out my mother-in-law might start listening now. They're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're going to Apple Pod. And for my mother-in-law's sake, I won't be swearing. Okay, all right, I respect that. But, but I love that plug, by the way. So let me make. We'll say that again. We are now on Spotify. Just keeping it orange and blue. The next morning after this this episode, it will be on Spotify, and we have a YouTube channel. It's, it says keeping it orange and blue. It's actually live there right now. So that's a good way to add comments. For some reason, I don't see the comments in the chat. Maybe you do, Kev, but um, but that's okay. So there's two ways to watch live, and there's going to be three or four ways to watch to listen 
the next day. And you will always be able to watch the replay on 200columns.com. It's added on there. And you can just check out my Twitter and Kev's Twitter. It'll always be up there on the tweet to, to check it out. So we appreciate everybody there. So um, Kev says Aaron Henry's going to have the crew fired up. I believe it. Um, I'm just super excited, Kevin. As I tweeted earlier today, I said, man, I missed Illinois football. Five weeks, dude. We haven't been able to watch them play. It's fu- it's funny because there's been so much commotion leading up to this, right? There's 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 Christmas. There's the obviously the bowl season. There's basketball, which we can talk about for a little bit, or we can yeah. save that for next week. It's, I mean, we we could we we'll, we'll probably touch yeah. on it just a little bit. But yeah. There's been so much going on. Like as we started talking about this in the game, I'm like, dude, we're we're a little over. We're 14 hours. We're we're 13 and a, uh, 13 and a half hours from kick, right? Yeah, like I started to get fired up. I started to get the tingles. Like you got a bowl game tomorrow, dude. I got I got friends coming to the house, man. I got I got my buddy from Urbana. I got a couple dudes from Urbana. We're gonna. Have I was about to say, are you gonna pre? Are you gonna? Are you guys pre game in there? You're- <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. You know, we're gonna breakfast casserole, some mimosas and stuff like yeah. that. We'll be ready to go. So, uh, house full of kids. It'll be fun. Um, I'm getting excited. It's super. Yeah. This is what it's about. This is why making a bowl game is is great. And if and anybody who says there's too many bowl games, sure as heck didn't watch. Uh, the the UCLA uh, who, who yeah the Sun Bowl UCLA Pitt Pitt that game was unbelievable man or Kansas Arkansas are you yeah. kidding me and not, and just and, and obviously those college football playoff games were amazing too but just um just watching some of those bowl games even some of the other ones that didn't really mean as much but think about the Holiday Bowl how good was the Oregon North Carolina game with Bo Nix like you know, insane, and those are two guys that are going to be pro quarterbacks eventually. Bo yeah. Nix is coming back, but he's going to get drafted at the end of next year. And then you've got uh, the, the, the Drake, Drake May. Drake, yeah, who's going to be a first round pick in a couple seasons? He's a. Do you know he's, you know he's Luke May's little brother? The guy played the, the power forward, played for their basketball team. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard that. I heard I that. I did not know that until like yeah. six weeks ago. But. He won a national title with them, I believe. But uh, yeah, so. Um, a lot like I love the bowl season and uh if Illinois were to win eight more next year I think they have a potential with Altmeyer. if you say Illinois got an eight another eight win team that means they're going to compete for the Big Ten West again so and that's really all you can ask I think they're going to put themselves in position for that for the final year but uh so yeah I hope everybody's excited as me and Kev are because man I missed Illinois football and I I said that if you're missing Illinois football, Brett Beal is doing something right. So, well, we're missing Illinois football with the product that we've put on the basketball court for like the yeah. play. We play on Wednesday. I think it's our fourth game in a month. Uh, so they haven't played much and they haven't played well. So that has left a big hole for us in, in missing football. In that, um, and you know, so the only thing I can add to that um, in my conversations because I've had many with people who, because I just needed to, I just need to figure out what is it. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily that they, the staff and the players don't have a connection. I just think the camaraderie amongst the players is stinks. Um, I was told by a couple people within the program who will not be named because I try, I respect them and they told me to keep their name out of it. So I'm going to it's, the, the, the teams of, of years with Trent and Kofi and Io were just close, you know. Yeah. They were close. They loved each other. There is not love amongst these players. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
there's not love amongst these players. There is no camaraderie. They are not what you'd say super happy for each other genuinely. They do not hang out after the practices together. Maybe the roommates who do, but they're not doing things together in like pair like groups to where you bond, and that's a big deal. So you're seeing that, and there is no trust from some of the older guys with the freshmen. Um, and I think that's being really hard. I think that's really hard on the freshmen to think, you know, like they're wanting the, some of the older guys to mentor them, you know, and kind of put their arm around them and, and be like, Hey, I'm big brother. I got it. Um, but that's not happening. And so I, the people who told me this were super disappointed and, and, and that as well is that there's, they said the camaraderie, there is none. So it's really, it's really hard though. Right, it's it's really difficult to have that when you have basically three returning guys who played meaningful minutes. Right, you got Brandon Lee in there. I'm, I'm not throwing shade at. Granted, Danger was on the team as well last year, but you really had three guys that played meaningful minutes, and one of them's out. So you have two guys who played meaningful minutes on a team, and you've got eight new faces basically. And that's it's really true. Cool. I mean, I get it, but when you have Coleman Hawkins, RJ and Luke and uh, Dane, who, who know each other, with Lieb. You've got five guys, though, who've been around the system. They know it. They know what you expect for, from Underwood. And then when you get new guys in, you know, you just, hey, this is how it is here. You know, how, I guess my best point would be, how would Coleman Hawkins or Luke Goody or RJ Melendez say Trent Frazier and DeMonte were with them? If they were dicks and didn't want the best for them and did not push them each day, then then all they could say would be, well, that's how the older guys are with us. This is how I'm going to be with you. But if that's not who it was, then then you don't really have anything to go off of to say, this is how we treat freshmen. And and you had a guy like Kofi who, you know, I remember his relationship with Georgie was, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, it was a brotherhood. It was a brotherhood. Yeah. And, And it's okay. It's just something they're going to – I don't know that they're going to work through it this year to have yeah. the success that we hope they can. They're still a supremely talented team. Yep. Still very long, still very athletic. And I think Underwood is making – Underwood once again proves he can make adjustments for all those people. Say Underwood can't make adjustments or he can't in-game coach. Yep. You saw the starting five. You saw, him, you saw him scrap the full court press. You saw him go more to a pack line, non-switching defense. You saw him go to more of a spread-based offense instead of five out, run it through Dane. Now, granted, granted, I, I kind of came up with the nickname for him, Mid Major Danger, but uh, uh, you know, because it's it's kind of like my my nickname for 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 Mid Major Ty Ty Washington. That dude, like, he lit up bad teams and somehow got drafted. Um, I can't stand that dude. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love with Sincere Harris every even more. One hundred, one hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see. You know what? What this is a great opportunity for Dane to have a big game against a Power Five opponent. In that Northwestern's not going to run a lot of bigs out there. It'll be interesting. And they just got beat up by Ohio State at home. Yeah, so let's take a step back and let's say if Illinois gonna, gets if Illinois gets blown out, if Illinois gets blown out or dominated against Northwestern, then you know there is some deep, deep uh, mental t- toughness that needs to gather because Illinois has their back against the wall. You're going, yes. yeah. Illinois losses. We can look back at the four losses that we have right now. And there's one outlier because the way they performed since then, that's Maryland, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But Penn State beat Iowa today, pretty good ball team. 
Yeah, they're a good ball team. Mizzou. Mizzou, Missouri, good ball team. Beat Kentucky. They're better than, and they and they beat US USF uh, UCF. UCF's a good team. I forgot who US, UCF played the other day, and they battled them. I mean, UCF is, is a solid basketball team. So I think there's there's a level. They're not bad losses in the sense of the Penn State loss and the Missouri loss to me are not bad losses because they lost. It was how you lost. And that is why it bothers me is that you didn't see guys going out on shooters at Penn State. You saw guys lollygagging. You saw half half ass effort against Mizzou. You saw guys who didn't understand defensive rotations and they weren't just freshmen. And that's what bothered me. And I just want everybody to know that because people are like, oh, they lost. Chill out. I'm like, yes, teams lose and you don't expect perfection. And I wouldn't. But what I would expect is you to give 110 percent every time you're out there. Yeah, and so UCF just lost a close game against Houston, who I, I think might be the best team in the country. Um, so it, it, it's interesting is that that I think Missouri is Missouri's a good basketball team. And I, Illinois I, is going to get – I said if Illinois gets to 10 and 10 in the league and people are like, that's going to be a tough ask, they're going to make the tournament because, you know, you got wins over Texas and UCLA as well. So Illinois has big games coming up at home. you got to beat Wisconsin. Illinois yeah. will not finish 10 and 10 in the league. Illinois will be above 500 in the league. If there's a guy or a coaching staff that can figure this out, it's Brad Underwood and that staff. Chester Frazier, I have, and Tim Anderson, I have all faith and confidence that they will figure out a way to elevate leadership from within on that team and that they will learn and grow from it. You saw yeah. it in the first half. They played like their hair was on fire. And and it's it's really tough with, to, to have a team come out when you're up by 30 in the second half and do that. They have a great week to get their footing back. You go to Northwestern. Who Northwestern, despite a ten and four record now, I believe is not that good. Ten uh, and three, some, yeah. Uh, ten and three now. Yep, ten and three after tonight. Yeah, they were ten and two. All right, and then you get Wisconsin at home. Who's a very beatable Wisconsin? It's not a very good team. So yeah. it's a good week for them to get right, especially after having as much downtime as they've had. Um, so I, I, I think you see, I think you see a rebound this week and us getting back into some footing. I do think that the defensive starting lineup changes could really help. Um, I want RJ Melendez to come in and play with his hair on fire coming off the bench. I love what happens there. Um, and I will say this, Luke Goody will be getting an x-ray here in the next week or so. I think it's the 8th or 9th of January. So then once he gets that x-ray, as long as he's cleared, he'll be back to be able to practice. So I'd say, you know, after that Wisconsin game, he might be back to be able to practice, which means, you know, probably a game or two after that, you'll see him back maybe by Michigan State, the 14th. Yeah. They have a big game against Michigan State right after that too. So um, it's all there for him. But you can't lose. You can't lose. You can't lose the Northwestern Wednesday. The schedule sets up perfectly for them as well. Um, now, granted, you just got to go out there and win ball games, but the January schedule has always looked to me like it, it was a fairly manageable one for Illinois. In that, like, when I'm looking at it here, like, I, I don't see why they couldn't run the table in the month. The toughest game they probably have the entire month is at Wisconsin, maybe at Nebraska. They seem to play really well. Yeah, I was about tough. to say, hold on a second. <laughs> Nebraska's, Nebraska's uh, no slouch. <laughs> Depends when the Nebraska team shows up, and we always play so well there. Thank God for Omar Payne last year. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, and Trent Frazier went full like all Big Ten on him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, 
I, I, if the Big Ten, ten and ten might not get you in. That's the thing. I no, it will, ten and ten will get you in as long as you beat other teams like Wisconsin and Michigan State, and you take care of business when you play Indiana at home. You because you're going to be racking up quad one wins. That's all I'm saying. Quad so, one win if you beat North Northwestern as of now, as of before tonight. It was a yeah. quad one win if we win there. So but we'll nineteen and twelve will get them in the dance because they beat Texas and UCLA, who by the end of this year are both going to be quad top ten ish wins, and no other team in the country is going to be able to say that. Really, maybe yeah. maybe one or other. So, uh, but you can't be nine eleven this year and be like we're eighteen and thirteen. We're going to dance. No, I'd be like bubbleicious. So. 10 and 10. I think they can do better than that. You're right. But let's start with Northwestern. Let's see the effort. Let's see how they play against Northwestern. Their backs are against the wall. You know, it's time enough point finger pointing, enough us saying, oh, they looked like this, they looked like that. They need to they need to prove it on the court. So making shots will go a long way too. The team is not shot. The team has gone through a prolonged shooting slump. And I'll say this: it's the exact opposite of where the team was last year. Last year at this point in time. The team had reeled off some amazing stretch where we were shooting like 45% from three and averaging 10 threes per game. <clears throat> that shit died in the Big Ten, turn, Big Ten Conference, okay? So I think there's some things that we can fix going forward in the Big Ten Conference. We are a much more athletic team. We do have guys who are seasoned, who have won major conference games, who have won conference championships with those teams. Um, we'll see. I, I, I think that they got time to regroup and figure it out. All right, so since we didn't get to – do it. We're going to finish it off right here. We're going to do bowl picks and we're going to end it. <clears throat> so we're going to start me and you We'll go down the list for tomorrow and then we'll go to, I think there's so the, yeah, all that we got the cotton. We got, so we got rely quest. Yep. We got citrus. We got cotton. We got rose. And then we have the national championship. Am I right? Or is there one more? Nope. They're exactly right. We got five college, five college games left. We've already picked one. So we got four games. To pick. <laughs> All right. We each got <laughs> Yes. So we each have Illinois w- winning tomorrow. We're going to take Kevin's heart pick, not his mind pick. Yep. So um, with, I got LSU beating a, <clears throat> a beaten up, New transition Purdue team that has a QB that just runs the ball. He's not really a passer. Um, and all their key players. Brian is coaching the team? Yeah. The brother of the guy who ran out on you? The brother who's going to have a job at Louisville is coaching yeah. the team? The it's, brother of the guy who's been a pain in the ass in the program for everybody for five years? LSU's going to beat the dog piss out of them. And Jalen Daniels, Brian yeah. Kelly's going to make a statement. Forty-two to seven, LSU. Yes. Jalen Daniels, I believe, is playing because he's returning yes. next year. Yes. So, oh my goodness, it's going to be ugly. And, and you know what, Ryan Walters and Kevin King, you go enjoy your time in Orlando, and take the L with you home. So <clears throat> then the Cotton Bowl, we got Tulane against who are they playing, Kev? USC. 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 Oh. Two. You got who by two? USC is favored by two. Give me the green wave to win. Tulsa oh my goodness! On hey, Tulane is not a bad team. They're a good. They're a good team. I'm gonna pick you, USC. It, Caleb Williams is playing, right? I don't believe so. I thought he has to come back one more year. He's not gonna play. He does. In he's got a bad. He's got a bad hamstring. Okay. It's, it's, All right. That 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 does change things in a little bit. Hell, you so know what? Is, let's go. Let's go Tulane too. I'm gonna go Tulane as well. I'm taking Tulane to win. 
Yes, I'm taking Tulane as well. I don't care about the freaking line. I'm picking this, Tulane. This was a game. This is the classic game of I'm talking to you in August. I'm telling. I walk in and I tell the team I'm Nostradamus. I can predict the future. You are going to be playing in the Cotton Bowl at the end of the season versus USC. Watch the room erupt. And then I tell USC you're going to be playing in the Cotton Bowl, which is a non-college football playoff game. You didn't win your conference. It's not the yep. Rose Bowl. And you're playing a, a, a group of five team in Tulane, the Green Wave, which most of the players don't even know where the hell Tulane is. It's New Orleans, by the way. Tulane wins the game. Okay. I like it. That's oh like God. the uh... – that's like the Auburn UCF when Scott Frost was there when they won the yes. national, when they yes. won the national championship that year twelve and zero yep. yeah <laughs> thirteen and zero all right so then we got we've the got Rose. the Rose Bowl we've got the Rose Bowl Penn State and Utah great game this yeah. is going to be a great game this um, is Kyle him is going to have a team ready to play I believe James Franklin will have his team ready to play I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Penn State. <sighs> Uh, you know what? While I say Utah is tough Davis, defensively, they are tough. Yep. But yeah, I think this is the this is the time that Penn State's going to win that big game because all these last years they've come up so close, you know, to winning that big game, you know, and uh, they just couldn't get it done. So I'm happy for them. They they got to get, get play in the Rose Bowl this year. I'm gonna pick. I'll pick Penn State as well. But uh, I think Utah. This might be the best game of the of the day, besides Illinois Mississippi State, and then the final game of the day, Kev. Well, that, that's the final games tomorrow. Okay, that's four, and then the final to TCU and uh, Georgia for the national championship. I'm gonna be honest though, Kev. Georgia may end up winning, but I think TCU is gonna give them a game. I think this is a little bit of Georgia last year where they thirteen points. Yeah, Duggan, man, come on, Max Duggan. He's a. I, who thought they were going to see Max Duggan and put up? They were going to put fifty on Michigan. Yeah, well, their their defense, their defense got fourteen of those. I'm a, I'm gonna take Georgia to cover this. Georgia wins by three touchdowns. Okay, but you know what? I've seen Max Duggan do some special things, yep. and I think he's good enough to to make it closer than that. Um, I think I, this I'm is a, a classic example. Last year, Georgia lost in the SEC championship game. To Alabama, it was kind of an awakening for them. They came back and just dominated the college football playoff after that, including beating Alabama in the national championship game. I think we're going to see that. I think Georgia dominates because um, we picked everything. I have to be different on one. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going TCU for the upset, dude. Sonny Dykes oh, to win. To win. I'm going to say take the 13 points. Okay. I, I I'm, I'm, dude, no, I'm just I'm picking TCU. It's all good. I, even if I'm wrong, we picked the same things, man. Come on. I met uh, I met Sonny Dykes in the airport and uh, DFW one time. Real nice guy, cool guy. He he brought his uh, Law Tech Bulldogs to Champagne about ten he years ago. Dog piss out of us. <laughs> Fifty two to twenty piss out of us. What was, it, what was <laughs> their tight end's name? Laterial Green. Guy played for the Chargers. Was uh, Antonio Gates' backup? Killed yeah, us. yeah. I was at that game and was like, "Why did I come?" My game. How the hell did he get fired at Cal? That's what I want to know. Anyway. Uh, so was he the coach at Cal when we played them in the Red Box Bowl? No, it was Justin Wilcox, right. the guy who's still there. But yeah, Sunny Docs got fired at Cal, and then Wilcox was hired. Then he went down to SMU, SMU. Yeah. and then turned them around, and then uh, went to TCU and has them rolling now. So people can laugh at me, but you know what? I I'm gonna screenshot and screen record this, so I'm me picking TCU. So then if TCU wins, I'm going to be like, everybody, 
Come on, baby. I, said, I, thought I, 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 I thought I was the man for a while because two weeks ago I picked Ohio State to beat Georgia, and it looked like it was going to happen. And we both agree, Georgia. Uh, you Ohio State deserved to win the game. They they, they did. Uh, Michigan deserved to win too. How's it feel, Paul? Yeah, I, I almost. How's it feel to get job by the officials? Hmm, if I wasn't, if Michigan and Ant Wright and all those guys weren't so smug and just. It's just like they could do no wrong, man. Like their poop is like fucking. It's like roses, dude. Like, oh, Illinois only hung around Michigan because we didn't have uh, Blake Corum, and we sat out our best defensive linemen. But no, Illinois didn't have anyone out. Everybody was in the game. No, stop it. You know, it's not true. So that's why I didn't feel bad. Call Don't fumble, feel fumble on the field and Johnny Newton's still running. Yep. Oh, Whatever. 100%. So, anyway, enjoy the game tomorrow, fellow Illini fans. I'm going to. I, I love that it's a, it's a, at least it, it used to be a 10 a.m. kick. They moved yes. it up. Yes. They, it, they moved it up to 11 a.m. I know the people down in Tampa, we have actually talked to Riley O'Toole. Uh, he's down there with the fam. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, was actually, supposed, I was supposed to be – I've got three trips to the Pacific Northwest this year with family for weddings and bachelor parties and bachelorette parties for my wife, and it's, I'm saving my points. I'll save it for the Rose Bowl next year. Yeah. I told my family, I told them, I said, Illinois Bowl game, I don't care where it is, I will be there. I'm going. I don't care if it's the, if it's the Rose Bowl. I don't care if it's the Music City Bowl. I don't care if it's the, the Orange Bowl, the Capital One Bowl. We're going. Can we go to the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The hometown okay. Bowl is Bahamas Bowl. I know the CEO of that company. Maybe you can give me some tickets. I'd be okay if they even made the uh, Hawaii Bowl. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> so, anywho, but hey, that by was, the way, I'm not going to that the same way that Illinois will not be playing in the Maui Classic under Brad Underwood. In case Illinois fans have delusions of being out there, by the way, not going to happen. I have it on good authority that Brad does not ever want to play out there. So he doesn't want to play in the Maui. No, it's. I guess it really takes a toll on the team. I guess that is such a long trip that it's really hard to recover from. Teams teams don't bounce back from that. I think his didn't his Oklahoma State team play there. They might have, but obviously yeah. he didn't have much say in that. So yeah, okay, all right. Well, with that said, guys, get get some rest. Make sure you get your pregame bright and early. Uh, the mimosas will be uh, just flowing in the uh, Ducey household. Uh, <laughs> I've never been a mimosa guy, but I mean, I could, I could go down. I could try one. I'm not uh, having one. It's for the fam. So what? It's for the friends, the friends of my wife. So whatever. I'll put a, I'll put a, a Mountain Dew on on ice, and we'll, we'll, we'll go. So, with that said, we got Illinois winning. Uh, have a great rest of your night. Thanks for tuning in. Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, soon to be Apple. We appreciate you keeping it orange and blue. Swallow me out. I L L. I-N-I.